Hello, Bitcoiners. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. Hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving holiday if you're in the United States. Uh, today's episode is going to be about <laughs> the kind of collapse we see in Ethereum happening right in front of our eyes. Uh, so Adam Back made a tweet comparing Ethereum to Theranos. And then I had a little back and forth with Vitalik where uh, he responded to me with, OK, Bitcoiner. And uh, so I just want to give you some of my thoughts in that respect. Before we get into it, though, this episode is brought to you by my sponsors over on Patreon. Their support is invaluable to me. For a dollar a month, you can show your support for the show, or there are other tiers where you can become a full member, get a couple extra pieces of content every month, or sign up for the member newsletter. The member newsletter is three times a week, more of a 24 to 48 hour news cycle coverage of the technicals and the fundamentals here in Bitcoin. So if you want to support the show and get all that extra stuff, go over to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Thank you for your support. Let's get into it. All right, where do I begin on this Ethereum stuff? Well, earlier in the week, Adam Back, uh, you guys should know him, CEO of Blockstream, uh, creator of Hashcash, uh, did a lot of work on proof of work before Bitcoin, really uh, a key player in the space here. And he had uh, a tweet comparing Ethereum to Theranos. <laughs> and the Ethereum folks lost their mind. I mean, Bitcoiners lost their mind too. It, it was a very, very precise comparison here from scam to scam. And it, from the founder of Theranos to the founder of Ethereum, I mean, everything mapped pretty precisely onto these two different scams. But for those that don't know about Theranos, I'm just going to read a little bit here from their wiki. So Theranos was a privately held health technology corporation, initially touted as a breakthrough technology company, but subsequently infamous for its false claims to have devised blood tests that only needed very small amounts of blood. Founded in 2003 by then 19-year-old Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos raised more than $700 million from venture capitalists and private investors resulting in a $10 billion valuation at its peak in 2013 and 14. Investors and the media hyped Theranos as a breakthrough in the large blood testing market, where the U.S. diagnostic lab industry posts annual sales of over $70 billion. Theranos claimed its technology was revolutionary and that its tests required only about one one-hundredth to one one-thousandth the amount of blood that would ordinarily be needed and cost far less than existing tests. A turning point came in October 2015 when investigative reporter John Carreyrou of Wall Street Journal questioned the validity of Theranos' technology. The company faced a string of legal and commercial challenges from medical authorities, investors, and U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, State Attorneys General, Former Business Partners, Patients, and Others. By June of 2016, it was estimated that Holmes' personal net worth had dropped from $4.5 billion to virtually nothing. The company was near bankruptcy until it received a $100 million loan from Fortress Investment Group in 2017, secured by its patents. In September 2018, the company ceased operations. I mean, as you can see here, there is, it's a total scam. They oversold. 
they said they had all this revolutionary technology. And while they did uh, produce some advancements and patents and blood testing and all these these things, it was completely different and didn't live up to what was sold, okay, what they were selling. And that is very similar to Ethereum. And it what resonated with so many people, Bitcoiners and Ethereum folks, because the Ethereum folks went crazy. They couldn't take it. They went as far as this guy, Cyber Hokey. He put together an image of Adam Back on all the times he said, buy the dip or, the, you know, trying to say that he's shilling or he's pumping for Bitcoin and that Vitalik would never do something like that. You know, the real Elizabeth Holmes is Adam Back and not Vitalik. I mean, they're, they're going crazy. Well, Vitalik replied to that or quoted that tweet, uh, and said this about all this, this pumping and shilling, quote unquote pumping and shilling that Adam Back is doing, which he's not because I mean, he's not like the face of Bitcoin. Okay. Adam Back is just a CEO of a company. And of course, Blockstream is a center of a conspiracy theory about core and Blockstream, they're one and the same. Uh, you know, the protocol and Blockstream are one and the same, and Adam Back is CEO of that company. But that's not true because there's only one or two core developers on staff at Blockstream. They really don't have any control, of course. And Bitcoin doesn't hard fork, so you can just continue to run the same code. And so there's no, like, control here. Uh, there's, there's nothing to control uh, because Bitcoin has no central third party, unlike Ethereum, which I'll get into here in a minute. So Vitalik said, anyone claiming Ethereum is, quote, reckless, and Bitcoin maximalism is somehow, quote, responsible, I invite you to find even one tweet where I say anything remotely like this regarding Ethereum. <laughs> and that's, you know, he doesn't pump Ethereum and yada, yada, yada. Of course. I mean, because it's an illegal security. And if he would do this, he would go to jail. Adam Back is not in that position because he was not the founder of Bitcoin. He has no control over Bitcoin. And if he pumps Bitcoin, it's not like a security violation. <laughs> but I respond to this. And I, I I mean, Vitalik is a big, big person in the space. I'm a little guy in the space. But uh, this is, so I didn't really expect anything to come of this. But this is what I said. The whole project is centered around your approval. If you want Ethereum to be decentralized, you better cut it loose from your control by leaving. And it's not perfectly worded. There's misspelling in there and all this stuff. But I, I thought I'd just at least get it on the record and get this in people's mind that, you know, he's the central person. Like he is the the reason that he can't pump is because he issued this. His response was classic and it got a bunch of attention automatically. And he just said, okay, Bitcoiner. Of course, trying to play off this meme of okay, Boomer. Completely misusing it though. Um, I respond and say, Vitalik, you are the trusted third party in Ethereum. You've spearheaded censorship in Ethereum once and uh, are a weak point for state influence in the future. I could have done better than that. I could have said, thank you. You know, I, uh, I, I did a bad job responding to that tweet, but at least I got my thoughts out there on this. And um, hopefully some people read that and maybe question this whole idea of the scam that's going on here with Ethereum. Um, remember, Ethereum and Theranos, they map one-to-one. -one. It's a very good comparison analogy here. So anyway, the, the reason he misuses OK Bitcoiner, maybe he doesn't understand OK Boomer. But uh, OK Boomer is so great because the, uh, you know, the boomers rely on the millennials. 
and the Gen Xers and Gen Z, whatever. You know, th- this is our world now. The boomers are retiring and they're getting older and they rely on the um, younger people to carry the torch, to pay their taxes, to pay into Social Security, etc. Right. To fund this behemoth that they created. They created this behemoth. $23 trillion in debt in the United States. And that is why OK Boomer strikes right at their heart. Because like, we ain't going to take it. It's a revolutionary, rebellious feel to it. OK Bitcoiner doesn't have that. Bitcoin is the dominant player. Bitcoin is getting bigger. Ethereum is falling behind. They keep getting lower and lower on the price. Remember, price is the only thing that matters. I mean... When I say that, some people don't get it, but it's because everything good or bad that develops affects the price, right? And so price going up consistently is the only thing that matters because you can tell by what's going on. You can tell what's going on in the economy as a whole or in the project as a whole by the price. And if it consistently goes up year over year, good things are happening, right? Price is the only thing that matters. Also, price is... What secures the network? The incentive structure is based on the price. So if the price does not continue to go up, the incentive structure gets weaker. And this is what's happening with Ethereum. Look at their price chart versus Bitcoin. And it's in a two and a half year bear market. And you know where the top was? Get this. The top was within one week of the rumored Vitalik death. I don't know if you guys were around then, or if you remember this, but in 2000, June of 2017, it was rumored that Vitalik had died and the price of Ethereum uh, started going down or whatever. And so then he posted that uh, image of him with the part of the hash of one of the current blocks. And so that rumor died. But, um, you know, that exposed the centralized nature of Ethereum. Vitalik could have died. And so that was like Ethereum dying. One of the insiders, this was earlier this year, last year. If I can find this interview, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it was from some Ethereum insider and they were asked the question, what is like the biggest, uh, fear in Ethereum? And he said, if something happens to Vitalik, this is 100% centralized around Vitalik. If he didn't want to follow a chain or a hard fork or update, whatever you want to call it to a new, new rule set. He stayed on the old one, but that's, that would be Ethereum. Ethereum is Vitalik. Vitalik is Ethereum. They cannot deviate from his plan, from his research, from his okay, from his approval. And so that's why I tried to sum it up here. And he said, okay, Bitcoiner in a very, like all the Ethereum people, are like, yeah, <laughs> okay, Bitcoiner, but Bitcoin is dominant. They're extending their lead. Ethereum is dying. And the criticism is valid. It's a scam centralized around Vitalik. Uh, Maybe I am not socially aware enough, but this just looks really bad on Vitalik. Plus, there's this tinge of uh, arrogance and this tinge of toxicity in this comment. And they're supposed to be the inclusive, non-toxic people. But, you know, as things start collapsing and things start falling apart. That's what happens. Um, the, the real nature of this community comes out. So anyway, that, that's really all. I just wanted to 
Make sure you guys take a look at the Ethereum chart. It's fallen off a cliff now back under 2 million Satoshis at 1.9 million Satoshis. And um, on the Bitcoin Pulse, our member newsletter, I've posted uh, recently two different calls and two different fractals that I saw on the Ethereum chart. I'm thinking it's going to break down further. I mean, if you think about it, look at the next two years of Ethereum. What do you see? You see fork after fork after fork, controversy, uncertainty. And nobody even knows if this proof of stake thing will work. I mean, I'm pretty confident it won't work. And most of the main experts, I would say, in the space uh, are aligned that it will not function properly. It's not secure. But they're going for it, right? So when you look two years down the road for Ethereum, it's very clouded. Anyway... That's my rant here on Ethereum <laughs> and uh, Vitalik's OK Bitcoiner tweet back to me. Uh, it was like, <laughs> from what I'm involved with, that was like the biggest uh, response to anything that I've ever put out. So uh, that was pretty cool. That's all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Ansel Lindner. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ansel Lindner or at BTCMRKTS and support us on Patreon. Thank you for all my patrons. And thank you, Jeff, for helping out with the newsletters. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.